So we're doing a series called How to Get Through What You're Going Through. And it became very clear to me about a week ago that I needed to speak along the lines of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. Amen. How many of you know we have help from our helper to get through what we're going through? And what God has designed you to do in life, His assignment on your life cannot be accomplished through your own effort alone or through your own zeal alone. It requires a life that is filled with the Spirit, directed by the Spirit, and empowered by the Spirit. And so we must have complete reliance, complete trust on the greater one who lives on the inside of us. He is here to help us. From John chapter 14 and verse 16, in the Amplified, Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another comforter. Now notice with me that word another. That word another literally means one besides me in addition to me, but one just like me. What Jesus is saying is when I send the Holy Spirit, he will do in my absence what I would do if I were physically present with you. And so he said, and I will pray the father and he will give you another comforter. And then the word of God talks about counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, that he may remain with you forever. Amen. So the word comforter literally means one that is called alongside to help or to assist. I like what William Barclay says in one of his translations. He says this, he is called to render service to help in a situation which which a man by himself could not cope with. He will keep a man on his feet. I like that. He will keep a man on his feet when left to himself otherwise would collapse. The Holy Spirit enables him to pass the breaking point and not break. So the Holy Spirit enables us to pass through the breaking point so that we can get a Holy Ghost breakthrough. Amen? So He is our Heavenly Helper. He has been sent to aid us and to assist us. And so one of the questions you might ask is, how then does He actually help us? Well, one way that He helps us is He counsels us, He advises us, and He guides us. John chapter 16 and verse 13 and 14 says this, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all the truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and will show you things to come. He will show you things to do in the middle of your test. He will show you things to come. He will glorify me. He will receive of mine and he shall show it unto you. So we see here that one of his purposes is to show us things about our current situations. This morning you might be stuck in a season. But I'm declaring to you that he's going to bring you up. He's going to bring you out and he's going to bring you through. 
He's going to lead you right through debt, right through disease, right through distress, right through doubt, right through deception, right through difficulty. He's going to take you all the way through. Hallelujah. From what you've been going through. And so thank God he leads us and guides us in the right paths for our lives. You know, there's a right path and there's a wrong path. And I know you. I know you want to be on the right paths. Amen? So we're trusting Him to get us on the right path and to keep us on the right path. Amen? Now notice with me in Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 17, and I'd like for you to read this with me and participate a little bit. Ready, read. Thus says the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teaches thee to, which leads you by the way that you should go. Now let's keep that scripture up there right now. Notice with me, one of his offices is to teach us. And what does he teach us? He teaches us how to profit. Now, I will never profit and you will never profit if we're not on the right path. And so part of profiting is being able to glean the wisdom of God for Him to show us the way that we should go in life. Because quite frankly, there is a way to man that seems right. But it's not according to the paths that God leads us and guides us in. So say with me, He's teaching me to profit. And He's taking me down profitable paths. Now, of course, Romans chapter 8 and verse 14 and verse 16, let's look at that. It says this, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. That word sons there means mature. So as you grow and as you mature in Christ as a child of God, you then can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. And then in verse 16, it says this, the Spirit itself, really, it should say this, the Spirit Himself. Because the Holy Ghost is not an it. Right? I mean, if Mike and I were to go to lunch after church today, I wouldn't say, well, I'm going to lunch with the it's. You know, their name is Mike and May Guterres. They're not the it's. They're the Guterres family. Amen. Are you buying Bible now? <laughs> no, it's not the Spirit itself. It's the Spirit Himself. And I think we need to have that really strong in our thinking because He is a real person. He's the third person of the Godhead. He is our holy guest. And He's not in you just to hitchhike a ride through life. He's in you to teach you, to guide you, to advise you, to counsel you, to lead you in the way that you should go. Amen. So the Spirit Himself, in verse 16 of Romans 8, the Spirit Himself beareth witness with our spirit. Someone is living on the inside of you other than the real you. Now I know that's a mouthful. The real you is not a body. The real you is not a mind. The real you is a spirit. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a physical body. 
but there's someone on the inside of you, beside you, other than you. It's the Holy Ghost. And He is the one that witnesses to your spirit what's right, what's wrong, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, where you should go, where you shouldn't go, what you, you know, all those things. He bears witness. He gives you that inward knowing on the inside. Amen. The no-so, the perception, the absolute, absolute understanding is, comes by the witness of the Spirit. Now, what we need to be careful for all of us, we need to be very careful that we do not lean on and rely on spectacular leadings from the Lord. How many of you know He can give us a vision anytime He wants to? He can speak to us audibly anytime He wants to. We do not dismiss that. Amen. We invite that. But the number one way that He leads His children is not by spectacular things. He leads them supernaturally by the inward witness of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so being led by this inward witness is just as supernatural and spectacular as other types of guidance. And here's what I believe, and I'm going to declare it. I believe you at Heart of the Bay and you watching online that you are the one of the most aware, sharp, and led people in the body of Christ. I didn't say we're the only ones, but thank God we're part of the body of Christ. And we're quick and we're bright and we're sharp and we're led by the Holy Ghost. We are aware, we are awake, and we are moving onward and upward with the things of God. Amen. Amen. So say this with me. I know his voice. And I follow him. And the voice of a stranger, I will not follow. I'm not following strange voices. I am his sheep. He is my shepherd. And the voice of the good shepherd, I do know. And so your spirit man then is the avenue which God leads you. In Proverbs 20 and verse 27, let's read that together. It says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord and searches all the inward parts of the belly. So what this simply is saying is this. God uses your spirit as a candle or a lamp to provide guidance for your life. And the good news is this, God will light your candle. He will light up your spirit to lead you and to guide you. I like Psalms 18, 28. Are you ready to shout? He says this, for thou will light my candle. The Lord will enlighten my darkness. So when I don't know what to do, when I don't know where to go, that's darkness. But I'm trusting him to light me up. Amen. One translation says this, In my darkness and in your brightness, I can see the path ahead. Hallelujah. Say this with me. In my darkness and in your brightness, I can see the path ahead. Mm-mm-mm. The path is good. The plans are good. His ways are right. His ways always lead you into triumph. His ways always lead you into victory. Amen. Hold fast to that. Because you may be going through a difficult time right now. Just know this. 
that God is for you, God is on your side, and he's in you. He's in you to put you over. And even though you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, we don't have to be afraid. Why? Because he is with us. Now, I want to encourage each and every one of us, including myself, I want to encourage us to not shut our spirits away. To listen to our hearts. If we will listen to our heart, our heart will always be a safe guide. Amen? Because as we acknowledge Him and cooperate with Him, He will lead us in paths of safety. But not only that, He will also protect us from a lot of junk. Can anyone testify? He will protect you from a lot of stuff and a lot of places that you don't even have to go in if we'll just follow Him. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. He'll lead you and He will guide you. Now listen to this statement. This is a combination of two powerful men of God, Brother Kenyon and Brother Kenneth E. Hagin. Listen to this statement. They said... Any person who shuts his spirit away and never listens to it because the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord becomes crippled in life. Becomes crippled in life. We don't want to be crippled in life. We want to be strong in life. Ready in life. So any person who shuts their spirit away and never listens to it becomes crippled in life and becomes an easy prey. An easy prey. Now that word pray there simply means pushover. I don't want to be a pushover. I, 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 don't, I do not want to be a person that is under the thumb of some demonic assignment or demonic spirit. Or a person that is inspired by demons. Now notice this becomes crippled in life and becomes an easy prey to selfish and designing people. Now, I wondered what in the world designing means. I've heard of designer clothes. How about you? I've heard of designer cars. But I never really heard of designing people until I saw that statement. Designing people becomes prey to selfish and designing people. Now, the word designing means scheming, Cunning and devious people. Or people whose motives are not right. People that have wrong motives. Now we know that if a person is out there in the world and they're going according to the course of this world, it's very easy for their motives to be wrong. But Christians can have wrong motives. If a Christian is carnal, and they're not living for the Lord, and they're just living for themselves, and they're selfish, oftentimes those people are cunning and devious without even really knowing it. So don't shut your spirit away. Don't shut your spirit away. Don't become crippled in life. Don't open yourself up to selfish and designing people. Now, Here's the good news. But, everyone say but. But. Thank God. But the individual that will learn to be led by the Spirit of God 
will rise to the top in life. Let's break this down. The individual who will learn to be led by the Spirit of God will rise to the top in life. The top in life. That phrase, the top in life, is a key phrase. It's a key phrase. Now, what that says to me, and all it says to all of us, that it's not up to God for you to rise to the top in life. Well, I know we're the head, not the tail. I know we're above and not beneath. But I believe what he's saying is this. It's not totally up to him to cause us to rise to the top in life. Where I go in life and where you go in life is up to us responding to his leadings. I'm going to say that again. Where we go in life is up to us responding to his leadings. And we have experienced, all of us, a full menu of decisions throughout our life. How many of you are making a decision right now? I mean, we make decisions just about every day, don't we? A lifetime of decisions. Amen. But your decisions under His leading will take you to the top for your life. Now, we need to qualify what the top means and define what top in life means. Because I think automatically some people think, well, the top in life means financial. Well, you know, it is God's will for us to prosper. Amen. And he has made us rich. Amen. Rich is not a a dirty word. Say with me, I'm rich. I'm rich in Christ. But now the top in life for some financially, means different things for each individual. You know, a person may be satisfied at the end of the month to have $100 left over in the bank. Hey, so be it. If that's where you're at. And you're happy with that, fine. But now you take another individual, they're a little bit happier if they've got $10,000 in the bank at the end of the month. Can I get a witness in this church? So the top in life is different for some than it is for others. So let's remove the financial piece right now. And I believe this. I believe the top in life for me, at least I know that for me, the top in life means that I'm able to do the will of God. That's it. I'm just able to do the will of God every day in my life. I can go to sleep at night. I'm not doing a Steph Curry here. I can go to sleep at night knowing that I'm in the will of God. When my eyes open up in the morning, I just know that I know that I know that I'm in the will of God. Being in the will of God is your happy place. I'm going to say it to this section over here. Being in the will of God is your happy place. It's your place of contentment. And it's your place of peace. Disneyland is not my happy place. Now, if I'm in the will of God, I'm at Disneyland, I'm happy. Nothing wrong with Disneyland, right? But being in the will of God 
is your peaceful place. Being in the will of God is your happy place. And so that, and I don't mean to be a wise guy here today. Please don't misunderstand me. But that's why a lot of, we have a lot of unhappy Christians. Because they're not in the will of God. Can I get a witness? (laughs) I know some of you don't want to say amen so loud because of the person sitting next to you. I understand. There's a lot of unhappy Christians. And when a person is unhappy, then everything around them seems wrong. Everything around them just seems sour. Well, anyway, I thought that was pretty good, didn't you, PT? (laughs) Hallelujah. Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. Lift up your hand and say, I'm in the will of God, and I'm glad about it. I'm happy about it. (laughs) Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So it's up to us. Amen. Just knowing that you're in your lane, that gives you great joy. And you know, God doesn't make it difficult. We can rise to the top in life, what is best for us, if we'll open up our spirit and not shut our spirit away following the Holy Ghost. Now, speaking the Word of God and praising and worshiping and praying in the Holy Ghost will activate your spirit. It will activate your spirit and cause you to be alert and keen spiritually. Have you noticed that? That the moment you start praising God, and waiting on God, and worshiping God, and just fellowshipping with Him, something on the inside of you gets activated. Oh, it's a precious thing, my folks. Here's what happens. Continuous rivers of wisdom and information and insight flow out of your spirit because that's where He lives. I heard this years ago from Creflo Dollar, and I can't improve on it. So, Creflo, I know you're watching. I mean, after all, it's 1.13 in Atlanta. I'm sure he's watching, right? But seriously, he said this. He said, consider the word heart. Heart. And you'll see the words hear, ear, he, and art. Heart. And then he went on to say, I love this. He says, He is in the center of your heart, so you can have an ear to hear. And that is your art as a Christian. Do you like that? I kind of like it. Thanks, Kraft. Appreciate it. So, how does he help us? He advises, he counsels, he leads, he guides. Number two, 
Another way He helps us is through the Word of God. We're getting the Word this morning. We're not getting three points in a poem. We're getting the Word. Now in Psalm 119, verse 105, notice this with me. He said, Thy Word is a lamp. It's a lamp unto my feet. And it's a light unto my path. The Passion Translation says this, Truth's shining light guides me in my choices and in my decisions. The revelation of your word makes my pathway clear. There's answers in God's word. There's answers to life's greatest challenges in the word. There's answers for your marriage in the word. There's answers for emotional well-being in the Word. There are answers for your prosperity. It's right in the Word of God. You may look at the Word of God and all of a sudden, illumination comes, light comes. And you see, that's the answer to what I'm going through. This is what I need to do. This is what I need to implement in my life so that I can get through this stuff that I'm going through. Now, one of the biggest things that all of us can see that will help us greatly found in the Word of God is found in Matthew 6.33. Now, notice what this says. It says, but seek ye first your own life. No, it doesn't say that. Seek ye first the king and the kingdom of God. Have him be the number one priority in your life. Have his kingdom be first and foremost in your life. His things, what he wants to do. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. That, I believe, is the answer that many of you have been looking for for the lack and the shortages in your life. Because he goes on to say, and all, all these things, they're going to be taken away from you. I'll tell you what, you serve God and you just don't know what might happen. You put him first and you'll know lack all your life. No, if you put him first, he'll see to it that all these other things shall be added unto you. Hearing and obeying him will enable him to be an enemy to your enemies. Oh, come on, somebody. Seek ye first. So, all of a sudden, light comes. And I can see, okay, I haven't been doing that very well. I need to make some adjustments in my life. I need to lay aside this and lay aside this. And I need to put Him first. Put His Word first. Put His things first. Put prayer first. Put giving first. Put tithing first. And if I'll just make those adjustments, then I'm well positioned for all these things to be added to me. And we could go on and on and on. As you look in the Word, you're going to see what you can do to get through. Amen. Well, basically, James 1.22 says it this way, but be doers. Not just listeners. But be doers of the Word and not hearers only. Amen. So that's a decision we make every day of our lives. 
So say this with me. I'm not just a hearer of the word, but I'm a doer. I am a doer. I am a doer. I am a doer of the word of God. Now listen, doers are the ones that rise to the top. Doers are the one ones that are blessed in their doing. Doers are the one that when the flood comes and when the winds blow and those things from the enemy arise for the word's sake, doers of the word are those that will still be standing when the wind stops and the waves cease. Say with me, I'm a doer. Beyond any question, I am a doer. Hallelujah. Now, <clears throat> this is something I believe the Holy Spirit is leading us into this morning. Uh, now, to be a doer of the Word of God and to uh, glean the full benefits from God's Word and from the leadings of the Spirit, you cannot and must not worry. You cannot and you must not worry. Now, what, is, what does fear do? What does worry do? Anxiety causes me to lose focus. I love what Joyce Meyer said about fear. She said, fear is false evidence appearing real. Now, the enemy can make these things that we're going through look very real. But we serve a God who is more real than the worry and the test that we're facing. Now, here's what Philippians 4 says. Look at this scripture. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 8. It says, be careful for what? That's a decision. Do not fret. Do not have any anxiety about anything. Amen. Praise the Lord. Do not fret. Do not have any anxiety about anything. Okay, it goes on to say, but instead in everything, by prayer and supplication, with what? Thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. Now listen to what this says in the Passion Translation. It says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. That's what a distraction is, right? It's being pulled in different directions. One foot in the word, but one foot in the what ifs. What if it doesn't work? Yeah, but God said this. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. We need to get rid of the yeah, buts. And stay over here. Stay single-minded. That's what caused Peter to sink, right? He was trying to go in two directions at once. 
On one hand, he was walking on the water. On the other hand, he started to sink. Distractions. Distractions. Notice this. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. And I love how it says this. But be saturated in prayer throughout each day. There it is, prayer. Be saturated in prayer. Saturated with what? Saturated with the presence of God. So as you lay aside the worry and the fear and instead choose to be saturated in the presence of God by praying, some good things are going to happen. Anybody ever reached a saturation point during the day when you're just fellowshipping with the Lord and praying? Oh, it's precious. Precious. So he goes on to say here, but be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Goes on to say, tell Him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. And so, we see here, it's our part to give our cares unto the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. The Amplified says of verse 7, That peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So as we act on this, here's what will happen. We'll be able to function better. We'll be able to sleep better. Can anybody use better sleep? We'll be able to think more clearly and be more focused and be more alert and be aware. Fear and anxiety and worry are the devil's plan to keep you out of God's best and from going to the top in life. So the top in life means you're living a fear-free Worry-free and anxiety-free life. So do this with me right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I cast all my care over on you. I submit to you. And I choose to be careful for nothing. But in everything, I'm going to be saturated... In prayer, with my faith-filled requests, overflowing with gratitude, and then your peace, hallelujah, guards me. Your peace keeps me, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God, amen. So, he advises, he counsels. He leads, He guides, He gives us His Word. I like to say it this way. He helps us with words of life. How many of you have been through a difficult season, a time or two in your life? But in the difficult season, He gave you a word. Perk up now a little bit. He gave you a word... In your season. 
<laughs> now, it might be during a time of prayer or maybe a message that you've heard. A word from God. One word from God. Acted upon will take you to the top in life. <laughs> One word from God will cause you to get through what you're going through. One word from God will cause your life to be changed and transform you and change the landscape of your life. One word from heaven. One word from your heavenly Father. They become like strongholds in your soul. Not a stronghold that you need to cast down, but a stronghold you need to grasp and hold fast to and take. It's mine. I have it now. Devil, you can't talk me out of that word that I got in my season. Woo, glory to God. I've had several words like that, haven't you? I've had a word from the Lord come to me telling me, Mark, you are one of one. There's no one like you. Stop comparing yourself with other people. You are one. You are my masterpiece. You are one of one, baby. You're one of one. So value the fact that God has made you one of one. Another word that I've gotten in a tough season, and I've experienced many tough seasons financially in this church, but I'm just dropping by to tell you that God is faithful, and He's always coming through, and He always supplies our need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I've had ample opportunity to look for greener grass, but I've discovered on the other side of the hill, the grass ain't greener. So I'm going to stay where I'm planted. I'm going to stay where I've been sent. And I'm going to finish my course with joy. No matter what it looks like. No matter what it feels like. No matter what the devil say. It is going to go God's way. Every day. All the way. That's where we're heading. That's where we're going. We're going all the way to the finish line. Woo! We're not going halfway. We're not going a quarter way. We're going all the way. Hallelujah. We're going to make it because He's already made a way for us. We serve the way maker. He did not tell His disciples, we're going to go to the other side, but you're not going to make it. I am. No, He said, we're all going to make it. He is the way maker. Hallelujah. How many of you have ever had a word in your season? You've had a word in your midnight hour. When all the pressure was on you and all the demons of hell seemed to be talking to your soul. Oh, thank God. A word from heaven came into your spirit and sent you back on the right course and made you more than a conqueror. One word that I received from the Lord. God said to me, in between the service, when we used to have a 9-11, he said, have I ever left you without support? Have I ever left you down? Have I ever left you? Have I ever forsaken you? The answer is, no, Lord. And the other answer, and you never will. Hey, 
He's brought you this far not to let you down. He upholds all things by the word of His power. Woo! Glory to God. I'll never leave you. I'll never... You'll never lack... I am your supporter. I am the glory. I am the lifter up of your head. I am your financier. I'm your abundant compensation. I am your God of breakthrough. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. And these are words that just came into my spirit. And then one time, a prophet of God, Brother Hagin, spoke a word over Brenda and I way back. Years ago in San Jose, at that auditorium down there, one of the words that he spoke to us, and I'm holding fast to it, the vision shall be fulfilled. The vision shall be fulfilled. We have a vision, and the vision is being fulfilled, and the vision shall be fulfilled. Come on, somebody. So pay attention. Listen to your heart. He'll encourage you. He will speak to you exactly what you need. We're in a war, folks. We are in a war. The enemy does not want you to take more territory in your life. He does not want you to come to the top. He wants you to stay somewhere in between. He wants, God wants us all the way. All the way. All the way to the top. Now, we're in a warfare. But the good news is this. <laughs> the war has already been won. I want to shout that from the mountaintops. I want to shout that from the housetops. The war has already been won. Jesus dethroned the principalities and the powers. He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. The devil is defeated. Hell has been incarcerated. You and I are joint heirs with Jesus, made to sit together with Him in heavenly places. And this war now is just simply a war of occupation. We need to hold fast and occupy what's already been accomplished. We need to enforce Satan's defeat by building strongholds in our life and in our mind and in our heart of God's exceeding great and precious promises. Hallelujah. The weapons, folks, of your warfare are not carnal. See, a word that you get in season is not natural. It's supernatural. It's not carnal. But they're mighty. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of those thoughts that come against us. Hallelujah. Say, so, man, I got the name. I got the word. I got the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to encourage you. Don't stop fighting. But fight with this in mind that he's the victor and in him you have the victory. The battle is not ours, but it is the Lord's. Amen. Final scripture. And this has helped me over and over and over again in my life. And I trust that it will help you. Now listen, folks. When he gives you a word in season, 
Don't be casual about it. Write it down. Say it. Pray it. Believe it. Declare it. Because the midnight hour is coming. Now notice this. In 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 18, he says, This charge I commit unto thee, sons and daughters at heart of the bay, according to the words or the prophecies which went on before thee. Has God given you a word in season? According to what God has spoken to you. Now notice this. That by them you might war a good warfare. You know what a good warfare is, don't you? A good warfare is a warfare that's already been won and that you and I enforce in Jesus' name. How to get through what we're going through? Lean on, trust in the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. That's my word for you today. I'm Mark Thomas, and I agree with this message. Amen. Let's stand up, everybody. Glory to God.